Super Talk Mississippi media production. Kickstart your adventure now with a new Gud Golf Cart from Country Carts of Brookhaven. Gud Golf Carts are assembled right here in Mississippi with the best features around. And best of all, they're street legal. Country Carts of Brookhaven, 401 Highway 51 South, phone 601-748-0454. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Always glad that you are with me on a Wednesday, the Wednesday before Ole Miss and LSU in Baton Rouge. But, I mean... You knew that already. If you didn't know that, then why on earth are you listening to this podcast? Climb up out of that rock you are living underneath. You know it by now. Ole Miss LSU, Saturday afternoon, 2.30 CBS, all that good stuff. A couple of things on that note we're going to talk about today. First, obviously, everything goes back to quarterback. I've got a thought on that. Uh, Jackson Dart, what he's facing going into Baton Rouge, what we've seen from him so far, because this is going to test him, and we'll talk about that coming up here in a second. And also a scenario. If Lane Kiffin was offered this, would Lane Kiffin take it? So those two things, getting you ready for Ole Miss and LSU on the docket today. But first, again, my name is Michael Borky. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. If you have not already, also subscribe to this podcast wherever you get them. Search Rebel Report because uh, this one will show up if you search Rebel Report wherever you get podcasts. So instead of waiting for it to show up on our website, it'll just auto-populate to your phone. I would recommend Spotify myself if you're not using Spotify. I would recommend that. I think it's the best podcast app, but wherever you get them, you can find this there. And if you like what you hear, leave a rating and a review. So we'll start with uh, with the quarterback thought because, as you know, everything always and forever comes back to quarterback play, especially in a game that is supposed to be as tight as this one. All the stats, all the metrics, all the analytics people, everybody – is expecting a really close game, including Vegas. As you guys probably already know, that line has moved from Ole Miss minus a point or two now to LSU minus a point and a half, or at least that's what I I locked it in on yesterday. So everybody's expecting an extremely close game. I do think that we, and by we I mean college football fans and specifically media, are overinflating. LSU's win over Florida. Mentioned it yesterday on the radio show. Uh, That's not a unique thought to me. I've I've heard others uh, around here say something similar, that if the word Gators wasn't on Florida's helmet, nobody would be taking that team or that win as seriously as they are. Now, going on the road in the SEC and winning is never easy, but let's not pretend like this is your typical Florida team. They're pathetic defensively. They really can't move the ball offensively. I still don't know how the hell they beat Utah. Honestly, that's going to be one of the biggest mysteries of the season, if we're being honest, is how Florida beat Utah, because otherwise they're pretty pretty bad, all things considered. But LSU comes back home with a little bit of confidence. I, I would say a lot of confidence. They feel like they're playing better. They are quite banged up, but they've got a mobile quarterback just like Auburn did, although he appears to be a better passer and not as electric, at least – from my untrained eye, in the running game, but still is electric nonetheless. This is going to be or should be a very close football game. That's what everybody expects. So what is the most important thing in close games? 
quarterback play and coaching. It, I mean, line play too, but the 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 things that I think are going to matter the most in this game are quarterback play and coaching. And truthfully, I think Ole Miss has the edge in coaching. And I know some people would view that as controversial. Some people, I guess. I think right now Lane Kiffin is a better coach than Brian Kelly. I think he's a better game day coach. I think his offense is better and more creative and more diverse for whatever that's worth to you. Maybe I'm blinded by the fact that I watch Lane Kiffin extremely closely and I do not watch Brian Kelly extremely closely. But if you gave me the option, who's going to coach your game on Saturday, I'm picking Lane Kiffin over Brian Kelly without even hesitating, just immediate. So I do think Ole Miss has the advantage there. But here is the question, is quarterback play. Now, you've heard me often talk about Jackson Dart. I, I think that his ceiling is incredibly high. I think that he has shown you many times so far this season that that ceiling is high level, like first-round draft pick potential. Potential. He's not at a ceiling yet, but I think that he has shown you what that ceiling is time and time again. I, he has shown you that he's an effective runner, although he is a little bit banged up, as you saw towards the end of the game against Auburn. He's certainly not 100%, but still uh, an effective runner. He's doing a lot of things very, very well, and his coach is giving him high praise, and deservedly so. But also his coach uh, in the press conference you may or may not have listened to on Monday, multiple times mentioned the type of environment this team is going into in Tiger Stadium. It is a different animal. It's, I mean, it has earned the the lore that comes with night games in Tiger Stadium and, and all that. That is real. It's absolutely real. It's loud. It's intense. It can be. Good teams have played poorly in Tiger Stadium many, many times before. And Jackson Dart, being the young quarterback that he is, has not had experience really playing in intense road games before. I mean, if you look at his history as a starter, the most intimidating environment he's played in is like Washington State. So this is different for Jackson Dart. I am extremely curious to see how the young quarterback handles this kind of environment because he hasn't played in one like this before. Now, luckily, I think Ole Miss is going to lean a lot on the running game and do a lot of things early to let Jackson get comfortable and settle in. LSU's not particularly good against the run. Um, so maybe Ole Miss can just kind of have a field day and, and they turn the ball to, to Dart just to not screw it up, essentially, like they were able to do last week. Um, but this is very different for him. There are some... Some things that I have seen, though, in his early Ole Miss career and his early college career that tells me that there's a chance he's already equipped for something like this. Now, he's never played in an environment like this. I keep repeating myself. But you have seen flashes of, is it maturity? Maybe that's the right or, or not the right word, where... Correct me if I'm wrong. I have not often thought about Dart in his early six-game, really, Ole Miss career that he was swimming. I've never had that feeling of, oh, this, you know, this is 
tough for him or, or, or he, it's an adjustment that he's not handling well. It was at home, which is different, but like even in the Kentucky game, even after throwing an interception, I, it never looked like to me that the moment was too big for him or that he was really uncomfortable with what was going on. Maybe that's not true. Maybe I'm not seeing obvious signs, but it looks like to me that Jackson Dart, after making bad mistakes, you've heard me talk about this before, It's he's got a, a goldfish, shout out Ted Lasso, he's got a goldfish memory, where after he's made mistakes, it hasn't phased him. One mistake hasn't turned into two and three and four, back to back to back to back. Uh, halftime at Georgia Tech, for example, throws a bad interception before the half, gets roasted by his coach, get roast, gets roasted on the broadcast, comes back, and is basically flawless, makes a bad, bad, bad decision in front of basically nobody in Nashville and responded with multiple great drives after that. So it looks like he's got a really short memory after his mistakes. I, I haven't remembered a point where it felt like the moment was too big for him. Now, again, this is different, but I, I have been encouraged watching Jackson Dart by how he has handled the little bits of adversity they've had uh, so far this season. Not much, not a tough schedule, but he's handled it well. Seems like he's growing a lot. Having a great running game helps, I'm sure. But that's the X factor to me is quarterback play, is how will Jackson Dart handle this kind of environment, one that he's never played in before. He has shown you signs that mentally he is capable and equipped of, of handling that kind of stress and adversity well, but until he actually does it, we don't know. There have been signs, though, that he can handle it. We'll find out Saturday if that's true. And again, running game absolutely helps uh, with that. When you've got Judkins and Evans uh, standing next to you or behind you when you're playing quarterback, I bet it's very easy to be comfortable with what you're doing when you're handing the ball off to those two guys. That really helps uh, a lot, I'm sure. But I have really liked what I've seen from Dart so far from that perspective, from the mental side of things. He's not perfect, not even anywhere close. But it does look like he's got the mental makeup of being a quality quarterback. And here is the biggest test of his career coming up on Saturday. We'll, uh, we'll see if he can handle it. This podcast, before we continue, is brought to you by LBs just across from Kroger on University Avenue right there in Oxford. Ole Miss is on the road this weekend. If you're not making the trip to Baton Rouge, which it sounds like there's some of you that that are, I wonder how big the Ole Miss crowd is going to be. But if you're not in that crowd, if you're not making the trip down to Baton Rouge, you're going to want to cook with meat, right? You're watching a football game. You're doing it at home. What else are you going to serve? If you're going to do that, go to LB's just across from Kroger on University in Oxford. The best place in this state to get your meat. They've also got daily lunch specials during the week. If you don't feel like doing the cooking, they'll do it for you on Monday through Friday, but they're open Saturday as well. So if you're going to be cooking with meat, go by, see Greg or any of the good people there at LB's. Tell them I sent you. They will hook you up. They're big supporters of Ole Miss Sports there at LB's. This podcast is also brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website. ABSMS.com. If you are in the market, for office technology, and you're located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, Advantage Business Systems has you covered. Again, absms.com is the website. If you tell them I sent you, you'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need, whether it's 
copiers and printers or mail machines or cloud storage or data security, phone systems, whatever. If it's tech, if it's in the office and you or your business needs it, absms.com. Tell them I sent you. You'll get that assessment, that quote on me, absms.com. So the scenario, Ole Miss has obviously, as you know, two games on the road upcoming before their bye week. This, uh, the, the schedule, the back end of Ole Miss's schedule is tough regardless, but the late bye week is uh, something that clearly, I wouldn't, I don't know if problem is the right word, but they would have loved to have had it sooner. Because as you know, this team is pretty banged up. And Cedric Johnson didn't play last week, and Troy Brown is really banged up. Kari Coleman's just now getting back into the swing of things after an injury himself. Uh, you know, their third running back, Ulysses Mentley, is finally you know, getting back after uh, injury. There's guys all over the field. Jackson Dort's a, a little bit banged up. Jalen Robinson hasn't been giving Ole Miss anything. He's been hurt. You've had injury issues on the offensive line. You've had it at linebacker. You've you've got it everywhere. And that's the product of the game. Football's a violent game. People get hurt. But Ole Miss hasn't had a week off, and they won't until after these two road SEC West games. It's an inopportune bye week. They would have loved to have probably had it right now. But at least you get it before Alabama for whatever that's worth. It might be worth a lot. Point is... These two road games, the scenario that was laid out to me by a friend of mine I was talking to the other night was if you pitched to Lane Kiffin, if you went to Lane Kiffin and said, you are guaranteed only one win, we will give you one win and one loss in these next two games, would you take it? And my immediate thought was, was no, hell no. Why, why would you do that? And the guy I was talking to replied, and he was like, well, think about it this way. You're guaranteed a win, and so you still control your own destiny when it comes to the SEC West because you do play Alabama if you win that game you're in. Uh, you control your own destiny for the college football playoff because a one-loss SEC team absolutely gets in the college football playoff if they win the SEC. And... Everything is still in front of them regardless, and you're guaranteed to win in these next two. Do you think Lane Kiffin would take it? I don't know if that's a good question or not. I, it made me think. We talked about it for a while, so you're probably like me and had the first reaction of, wait, no, that's stupid. Why on earth would they do that? If you pitch that to Lane Kiffin, what would he take that? And after thinking about it, my answer is still, it's still no. I don't think he would. There is part of me that knows that Lane Kiffin is concerned about certain aspects of his team. I mean, you heard me talk after the Auburn game. I'm concerned about certain aspects of this team. A lot of people are. I mean, they're certainly not perfect. There are areas of concern. There are things that they do poorly that can be exploited by their opponents. But what team in college football can you not apply that statement to? That's the thing. Sometimes I, I get caught up in this where I, I'm hyper-focused on the flaws that I don't recognize that everybody's got them. Alabama gave up 52 points to Tennessee. They've been flawed for weeks. They're the worst penalized team or the most penalized team in the SEC. They are sloppy, and that's been a week-to-week-to-week-to-week to week to week to week problem. They have not cleaned that up 
since the Texas game where everybody swore that, oh, well, Nick Saban's going to be mad. And when Nick Saban's mad, things change. Well, guess what? Nick Saban was mad and, and it hasn't changed. Maybe that's just who they are. Alabama's flawed. Ohio State's flawed. I don't think they can score. I think Ohio State's got a scoring problem. Their schedule, by the way, has been a joke. If you think Ole Miss's schedule's been bad, Ohio State hasn't touched a Kentucky. Kentucky would be undefeated with Ohio State's schedule right now had Will Levis remained healthy. Absolutely. Without even thinking about it. Ohio State's best win is, I mean, Notre Dame, who stinks, or Rutgers. I mean, give me a break. So not only has Ohio State, they ain't played nobody, but also... They haven't been impressive despite ain't playing nobody, right? So Ohio State's flawed. Georgia's flawed. We saw that at Missouri. I think Georgia's going to have a hard time scoring, too, against the better teams they play. Georgia's flawed. Ohio State's flawed. Tennessee's flawed. Southern Cat, well, they lost. Uh, So Ole Miss has flaws. They're banged up pretty badly. Safeties in support in the run game the last couple of games have been quite bad. But that's no different than anybody else. I think Lane Kiffin, despite knowing and being worried about certain flaws on this team, thinks that they can win every, truly actually believes, not in the same way that, you know, you think you're going to win every game because if you don't think that you're going to get beat, like a winner's mentality or whatever. No, I think realistically, they look at their schedule and think every game is winnable realistically winnable, truly winnable, not one in a million or whatever. I think that they think that they can win every game they play. So if you offered him one of these next two while still controlling your own destiny, I don't think you would take it. I think they expect to win on Saturday. I think they expect to go to College Station and win. And I wouldn't blame them. I think Ole Miss is going to win both of these games despite the injury issue. They are so diverse offensively that if you try to take one thing away, they'll beat you in another. If you try to take the run game away, they have now shown you that between Mingo and Malik Heath, and now you've, I mean, you've got um, Watkins coming on, showing that he's capable as well. Wade was really good against Auburn. So now suddenly you've got some guys in the pass game that you think can do good things. Dart is getting more and more comfortable in the system. And if you're unable to take the run away, if, if you can't stack the box and make Ole Miss, and force Ole Miss to throw, they're going to destroy you. They're going to absolutely destroy you. Um, I'm overwhelmingly impressed with the offensive diversity that that team has. How many teams in college football could, in two conference games, I know it's Vanderbilt, I know it's Auburn, but still, how many teams in college football in back-to-back weeks could throw for 450 and then run for 450? Not many. I I think they think that they can win every game that they play. And, I mean, they're an underdog here. They're not going to be one next week. Uh, depending on how these games go, it'll be a tiny, tiny line with Alabama, I think. They'll be favored in Fayetteville, I think. And I know they're going to be favored in the Egg Bowl. It seems a little silly, but maybe it shouldn't. It's October 19th, guys. 
the 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 playoff is it, it feels so far away. But if Ole Miss plays well, well, if they play well in the next five games, they'll be there. That's not spin. That's not hopeful. That's no. If they play well in the next five games, they'll win four of them. At least. That's realistic. Now they got to play well. They haven't put full games together. I think they've got an issue defensively. But again, like I said, if you're expecting perfection from this team, then they would be the only ones in college football. They've got to get better, but it's there. It is absolutely there for them. And so, no, would Lane Kiffin take it? No, no, he would not. I I, I don't think so. I think they can, and I think they will win these next two games going into the bye week. They're better than LSU. They are. It's on the road. It's difficult. Might screw some things up. We'll see if Jackson Dart can handle it. But they're better. They're better than Texas A&M. When healthy. We'll see if they can do it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, my name is Michael Borky. I appreciate you listening to The Rebel Report. Um, One of two. One, one, one of two. Um, we'll be back on Friday with two questions. In the meantime, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff, and I'll see you guys again on Friday. A Super Talk Mississippi yeah. media production.